What is is this episode number sixty? You know, I think it is. Holy crap! My outdated schedule. I got off a week somewhere, <laughs> so then it threw everything off. But this should be sixty. Uh, I know. Yeah, the the past couple of weeks, at least it feels like we. Hell, for all I know, it's been months. the 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 last segment of time that I can remember off the top of my head, and that's still very vague. I feel like we talked about the next episode. It was episode number 60. We wanted to do something special, and we're trying to figure out what. And I think we just kind of came to the conclusion that it's like, you know, once you get up to uh, a certain age, you stop celebrating birthdays and really giving a shit about celebrating. You know, it's just like, ah, it's another day. Yeah, I'm older. I still don't get my senior citizens discount, but hell, we're veterans. We get a discount there. Uh, so let's just, you know, kind of drive on, do our thing. It's funny you say that because today is my birthday. No shit. Yep. Well, happy birthday, brother. Not when this releases, but as of this recording. So like today. So we're not, I don't think we're Facebook friends and I don't want to be because in the very near future, I'm hoping that I can just, I, I'm at this point where I just want to get rid of Facebook. I'm, I'm tired of the drama. You know, so uh, Facebook has saved me at least in remembering birthdays. I think that's what it was uh, originally intended for. I don't think that's what it was originally intended for. <laughs> I think it was a way for a nerd to become popular and hook up with chicks or dudes. I don't know. Don't care. So you're saying Facebook devolved and created Grinder and Tinder and Bumble and all that crap. I will say that if there's a platform that you want to use that is as highly regulated uh, as as a company such as Meta, you start to create your own version of what you want, and eventually it becomes popular, and a company like Meta buys you out, and you sell your values. It happens. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Should we get on with this episode? Let's do it. Let's do it. You're listening to Eyes Forward March, a podcast geared towards building the core of the non-commissioned officers. Heat up your MRE, crack open a cold rippet, and join your platoon daddies, Sergeant Bacon and Sergeant Seagar, as they continue to build networking skills, have some laughs, uplift morale, and talk about daily issues soldiers face. Let's begin. It is me, Sergeant Bacon, and with me, as always, the peanut butter to my jelly, Sergeant Seagar. Oh, hello. Am I the peanut butter or the jelly? I think I'm the jelly. Yeah, all right, I'll go with I that. It's something different. Something I'm trying. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's all right, man. It's all right. We're friends. You don't have to get all broken uh, up and bent out of shape. Yeah. Um. So, like I said before we hit record, I don't know if this is allergies or... If COVID like knocked on my door and it's like, holy shit, this dude is like one pissed off motherfucker and it's trying to escape. <laughs> yeah. COVID came in. It was like, mm, this shit, I'm out. Yeah. So they did give me the uh, the flu shot last weekend at drill. And I'm wondering, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I. You know what? So I used to get my flu shot at uh, PHAs during guard and for whatever reason, I seem to always get sick. Like, I wouldn't get the flu, but I get sick. But now that I just, like, October 1 rolls around, I'm like, oh, time to go to the store and get my 20-cent fuel saver and get my fuel shot, or fuel shot, 
bleh, flu Your shot. shot. <laughs> yeah, my fuel shot. I don't. It's like yeah, I just walk in, get my shot, no big deal. Don't I don't get sick. I think the military flu shots probably have a little extra special something in them, or or they're uh, or they're made by the same company that makes MREs, which means it has a shelf life of uh, like eleven years or something. It probably says uh, made in McAllen, Texas, or whatever. <laughs> or what does it say? The army. They say something else on the bag now, other than just MRE. There's something else uh, on there. <clears throat> yeah. Or I, fighter I meal I, or something like that. It's weird. Yeah. They, they've changed those MREs. They've made them worse. I mean, I, we're not doing an episode on MREs, but they've made them right. worse. And for the same price, like when I go to annual training, I'm going out into the field. I go to Sportsman's Warehouse or Walmart or Tractor Supply or even Amazon I get a whole bucket full of those mountain house meals because they're like eight bucks a meal. Right. That's two meals for me. And they're freaking delicious and they create almost zero waste. No, actually, that's good because we are going to, uh, we're going to be spending like three weeks in the field for AT this year. So it uh, should be interesting. Yeah. Just us, not the division or anything like that. Well, I mean, that, that should be better theoretically. If it's just you, it should be better. Any Anytime, in, in my personal experience, anytime you go to an annual training as your sole entity, it's a pretty good AT. But once you go to an an annual training where it's like, oh, uh, we're going to go as an entire element, like an, a battalion or something like that, it just turns into this massive shit show. Boy, I think we've got the topic for this episode. But let's get through uh, military history, and we'll double okay. tap on that. I'm all about double tapping. It's time for military history. What do you have in history of the military? It's actually not much. What? I know. You're depressed and saddened. Yeah, this is going to be a short episode, I guess. October 9th through October uh, 15th for 2022, we, uh, we roll back all the way to October 10th of 1954. There was a guy... Named Ho Chi Minh, and he entered Hanoi. Ho Chi Minh. He entered Hanoi, Vietnam, after withdrawing the withdrawal of the French troops in accordance with the armistice terms, ending a seven-year struggle between communist Vietnamese and the French. So, prior to the U.S. involvement in Vietnam, the French were in there getting their asses kicked too. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a quick question for the military history encyclopedia: Has the French ever not gotten their ass kicked? <coughs> Bless me. So, the French. <laughs> what? You don't bless yourself? No, I've never, I've never in my life witnessed somebody bless themselves. Well, you weren't going to do it. All right, we'll come back to that. So the French, they have one. They did kick the Vikings' ass at some point. You know, that's how Rolo and all them guys got into French Brittany and stuff like that. So, Okay, so the French had a good time once. At least once. So, what were you going to say about blessing people? I uh, I didn't grow up where, like, every sneeze or fart or anything like that, you had to be like, oh, Kazoon tight, bless you, anything like that. That's not the, the, I didn't grow up that way. Uh, and I remember... I think it was my last deployment. Maybe it was even after. I don't know. But anyway, you know, it was like a, t a period of time would go by, and apparently I worked with somebody who sneezed consistently. Like, when I sneeze, 
I, I go on a sneezing fit. It's like 20 sneezes, I'm done. So like when you do that for me, if I'm going to go into a sneezing fit, are you going to sit there and go, oh, bless you, 20 freaking times in a row? It's it, it's just like, it's a sneeze. It's something that happens. So I, that to me, I'm like, and I'm not a religious guy either. So I don't understand like, oh, you sneeze, bless you. I don't, I don't know the story. I don't care. And okay. so somebody came up to me and they're like, I noticed that uh, when, like, when I sneeze or something like that, you never say uh, a bless you. And I'm like, I didn't know that I had to. Yeah. So you're blessing them because I'm going to tell you the story, even though you don't care. Right. Um, it's medieval. And uh, people would believe that when you would yawn, you would inhale the demon. And then when you sneezed, that was your body expelling that demon that you had drawn in. And so then they would say, bless you, so that they would know that you have expelled the demon. I know. I know. See, this is why you didn't want to know. Yeah, whatever. I don't get it. It's not me. We're going to get more cool stuff here. <laughs> like all of all of our four listeners just went to sleep. Or they got some really cool facts to get a date, regardless. Mm -hmm. October 10th of 1973, Spiro T. Agnew resigned from the office of vice president of the United States amid charges of income tax evasion on illegal payments allegedly received while he was governor of Maryland and after he became vice president. He was later given, get this, a whopping $10,000 fine and sentenced to serve three years probation. He was huh. succeeded as vice president by Gerald R. Ford, who went on to become the president after the resignation of Richard M. Nixon. Super weird. Yeah, one of them crazy deals. Yeah. You you do, you do illegal shit when you're up at the top of the chain and uh, it's a slap on the wrist. You do it when you're uh, at the bottom and it's, uh, it, let's ruin your life. Exactly. Huh. It's just how it goes. October 11th of 1939, Albert Einstein warned President Franklin D. Roosevelt that his theories could lead to Nazi Germany's development of an atomic bomb. Einstein suggested the U.S. develop its own bomb. This resulted in the top secret, and I'm air quoting, Manhattan mm -hmm. Project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. October 12th, 1492. After a 33-day voyage, Christopher Columbus made his landfall in the New World in the Bahamas. He named the first land he cited as El Salvador, claiming it in the name of the Spanish crown. Columbus was seeking a western sea route from Europe to Asia and believed he had found an island of the Indies. He thus called the first island natives he met Indians. Oh, well, that's where that came from. And now you know. He didn't even discover America. No, no, sure didn't. Pluto's not a planet. Again. All the things that we learned when we went to school are no longer true. I know. October 12th, 1960, during a debate over colonialism in the United Nations, Soviet leader Nikita Khrushchev no, took off his shoe and pounded it on a desk repeatedly. Repeatedly. Did, uh, what, what size shoe? You know, whatever size a little Russian leader wore. Eight, eight and a half narrow you ever seen pictures of khrushchev no i don't think so uh, he looks like everybody's grandpa i'll send you pictures later oh okay october 13 1775 
the United States Navy was born after the Second Continental Congress authorized the acquisition of a fleet of ships. I'm not really sure what how many ships are in a fleet, but the Congress said we could have one. Basically, that was uh, a lot of money allocated. Yeah. Okay. October 13, 1792, the cornerstone of the White House was laid by George Washington. The building, located at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, is three stories tall with over 100 rooms and was designed by James Hoban Hoban? in in November of 1800. President John Adams and his family moved in. The building was first known as the Presidential Palace, but acquired the name White House about 10 years after its completion. It was burned by British troops in 1814, then reconstructed, refurbished, and reoccupied in 1817. She better be bringing you a beer. Oh, it's better. It's a... Rope... Oh, oh... Robo Tussum Heavy. Yeah. Or Duke Whiskey. <laughs> Duke Whiskey. So uh when last time you were up in my neck of the woods, you bought me or brought me a, a bottle of Crooked Furrow? Yes. Yeah. And you're like, ah, oh, it's the cheap, they're bottom of the barrel shit, blah, 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 blah. It's actually pretty damn good. Really? Yeah. I I've never had it. You gotta let it sit for a few minutes, let it uh air out. Sure. But it's pretty damn good. Nice. Well, glad that's working out. You you say that like we just had a conversation about boner pills. We kind of did. Peroni's disease. Yeah. Daily straightening and strengthening exercises. Yeah. Glad it's working out. Yeah. Glad it's working out for you. So October 13th of 1754, this lady, Molly Pitcher, was born near Trenton, New Jersey, she was a water carrier at the Battle of Monmouth in 1778 during the American Revolution. After her husband, the artilleryman John Hayes, collapsed, she took over his place at his cannon. Now, since she was carrying water and all this stuff, I'm wondering if this is where the pitcher of water th- came from. Huh. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not very familiar with it. I'm not either. I just... Was something like pitcher, water, pitcher of water? Like, I don't, I didn't know. Something to think about. I'm sure there's probably some, like, answer out there that a pitcher of water was actually developed by the ancient Greeks or something like that. But Yeah, everything was. Well, I gave it a name. <laughs> October 14 of 1912, former President Theodore Roosevelt was shot by a fanatic while campaigning in Milwaukee. Roosevelt was saved by his thick overcoat, a glasses case, and folded speech in his breast pocket, all of which slowed the bullet. Although wounded, he insisted on making the speech with the bullet lodged in his chest and did not go to the hospital until the meeting ended. Roosevelt, a rugged outdoorsman, fully recovered in two weeks. They don't make men like that anymore. They sure as hell don't. (laughs) Like, uh, I, I just... Fucking, I just broke my ankle, but I got to be in formation. I'll go to the hospital afterwards. Yep, exactly. Okay. October 14th of 1947, U.S. Air Force Captain Chuck Yeager became the first man to break the sound barrier 
flying in a rocket-powered research aircraft. Rocket-powered research aircraft. Yes, and he broke the sound barrier. Okay. October 14, 1964, civil rights leader Martin Luther King Jr. became the youngest recipient of the Nobel Peace Prize. He donated the $54,000 in prize money to the civil rights movement. Like, he was just an all-around awesome dude, wasn't he? Yeah. Like, what a stud. Yeah, you you can't be a... I guess it's hard to be somebody of that stature in today's world. That's like the true definition of selfless service. Absolutely. You know, we've had this conversation before where you're trying to sit there and say, okay, your army values and where, how can you compare your, because we, both of us, integrity is huge, right? And and selfless service has always been one of those things where it's like, how do you measure that? What is selfless service? And it just dawned on me, Martin Luther King is the definition of selfless service. 100%. All right. So we got two birthdays and we have... uh... I don't know, somebody being excommunicated, exiled is the word. We have a birthday, October 14th of 1644. Pennsylvania founder William Penn was born in London. In 1681, he received a royal charter with a large land grant in America from King Charles II. Penn, a Quaker, welcomed members of all religious faiths and established a democratic form of government in his province, which measured over 50,000 square miles. Damn. Right? That's a large grant of land. That is huge. Uh, Also, October 14 of 1890, Dwight D. Eisenhower, the 34th U.S. president, was born in Denison, Texas. He served two terms as president from January 20 of 1953 to January 20 of 1961. Nicknamed Ike, he was a West Point graduate and a career Army officer who became Supreme Commander of Allied Forces in Europe during World War II. He held the rank of five-star general of the Army. I just don't think that the term Supreme Commander works. At that time, it did. Yeah. It still sounds corny, but... Well, right, but you got to say it, you know, the way, you know, Supreme Commander of the Allied Forces. Supreme Commander! I am Supreme Commander! (laughs) Oh, yeah, you got to do it in a higher pitch, but... I am Supreme Commander! And finally, (laughs) October 15 of 1815, Napoleon Bonaparte arrived on the island of St. Helena, beginning a British-imposed exile following his defeat at the Battle of Waterloo. And that's it. That was military history! That was a little bit rough. What's that? The military history. Like, it, well, there was there was some stuff going on, but there wasn't really too much exciting going on. Right. I mean, it's one of those, it was a slow news day kind of things. <laughs> Stay tuned for a slow news week. Right here on Eyes Forward March. We'll see what happens next time. <laughs> right. So we were talking right before that about um, brigade or battalion level ATs where you're bringing everybody, right? So yeah. we're actually doing a uh, 
brigade level warfighter exercise, but our division is going to be with us also. And then we're okay. going to have like some other brigades, you know, cross leveled. So it'll, we won't have the battalions or the companies below us, but we'll just be brigades. And what that leads to is, you know, we have to move equipment to from home station to where we're doing our exercise. Yeah. And you would think in a brigade of that, there would be some help with this. And no, it has just been, we're just going to lean on the same 12 to 20 people to do all of this. Yeah. Uh, that's you, you have 200 people, give or take, right? And some of those people are going to put forth a tremendous effort. Some of those people are going to say, hey, I'm here. I'm going to do my job. I'm going to make it successful. And a lot of those people are going to be like, yeah, I'm just here, man. Just tell me what I need to do. And, you know, maybe I'll do it. I mean, or I'll do it. I can't guarantee it'll be more than half ass, but I'm going to do it. Right. It just, some days you feel like you're like just fucking workhorse, this ox or whatever mule, government mule. And you're just getting beaten by the man just to, yeah. just to pull that plow, you know? And it's like... Wait, but you care. You care. It's, it's the same thing that I've been dealing with for the past, you know, couple episodes. I care and I want to do right and I want to do these things. And no matter what amount of effort I put in, it's never enough, apparently, or at least that's what it feels like. But in the end, the mission happens and you're not going to get any credit for it because you're just going to do all the work and keep your mouth shut. Right. Yeah. And that's the that's the thing, though. Like you said, you just it's it's too big to fail kind of thing. And you're like, if if I don't do this, nobody else knows how to do this or nobody else is willing to admit they know how to do this. And so if this piece of that puzzle doesn't happen. This isn't going to happen correctly you know whether that's how you load the equipment out or how you op you know uh train people to operate that equipment or whatever these tasks continually just fall on the same person and they just roll and every time you turn around you're just getting you know you're getting hit with another task because you know how to do it correctly because you cared one time yep. long enough ago to do it and do it right and people took notice of that and nobody else is willing to learn it. Yeah. And that's like you said, that's exactly where you're at. Yeah. You, I don't want to repeat myself, but I'm going to no. end up, I'm going to end up repeating myself time and time again. The reason why you are where you are at and myself included, and, and probably the people who listen to this podcast for the most part, you do what you do because that's your purpose. It doesn't matter whether you're like, hey, I got to mow my lawn today. That's my purpose in life. I'm going to mow my lawn. Or I'm going to go to my civilian job and I'm going to do what I have to do. I'm going to put my nose into it and I'm going to do it because that's what I have to do. Or you go to drill weekend and you put your nose into what you're doing during drill weekend, which a lot of people don't do. A lot of people are like, yeah, I'm just here. Uh, my my one my two days a month, my two weeks a year, whatever. It 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 doesn't really it doesn't play that big of a part. 
the people who put their nose to the grindstone and freaking take this shit seriously, they're the people who get abused because it's just so much easier to go to the person that they know. Like, uh, yeah, it's going to suck, but they're just going to do it because that's what they always do. They do it and they follow through. Yeah. And so you're getting beaten with the, the freaking whip while everybody else is sucking wall and surfing grinder. And in the end, you're just like, well, I mean, I guess, yeah, it was a successful mission. Right. What drives me batty is these guys that these people, they leave drill and they're like, oh, drill was so boring. All I did was sit on my ass. Those people, I want to put my size nine straight up their fucking ass and be like, listen, I fucking I did I tell you how many miles I had in on Sunday last drill? I had over 12 miles. Over 12 miles, like walking, walking back and forth, um, just walking back and forth, like out to the equipment building and in and back to talk to the chief and over to talk to this person and back and, you know, just all the way around. And I was like, that's freaking ridiculous, you know? Yeah. Of just wandering around, basically. Oh, there's times where, you know, drill weekend, I've got to go talk to somebody and be like, hey, this is what's new, da, 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 da. And I end up having to walk five laps around my my compound to find the person who should probably be in the front office. That's the worst is when you're like, hey, uh, have you seen the first sergeant? Did you check the office? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm here. No, 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 not the office, the shitter. That's probably where he's at. Right. I'm not going to bother him in the second office. No, I will. I will sit in the stool next to his office, and I'll be like, hey, when you're done with your squatty potty, can you slide it over? Here's what's going on. Hey, First Sergeant, I found you. I want to talk to you about your uh, extended car warranty. <laughs> I need to talk to you about ex- about your extension. <laughs> <laughs> you're with <laughs> you're 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 within 365 days of your ETS. I need to talk about what your plans are in the military. You're thinking about extending. Yeah, uh, man. That's how it feels some days though, like with those R and R guys. Yeah. Well, what are your plans? Well, I don't know, man. I've been around for 24 years. What do you think my plan is? <laughs> right. Well, they don't even do that to me. They come up to me and they're like, uh, here's your papers <clears throat> i don't have an officer in the building like okay yeah that's cool just sign it I'm like no that's not how this works bro just sign i yeah. love it yeah it's an oath of enlistment i kind of need to have a commissioned officer of some yep. level it yeah, has to be I like kinda, a lieutenant right it can't be a like, warrant officer right like i get bent over the desk and fucked in the ass constantly and the one thing i ask is that you provide a commissioned officer and a united states flag for me to to re-enlist like what what's the what's the problem <laughs> what's the, what's the big deal here yeah i mean no but instead peggy comes up and says bohica <laughs> for those of you that don't know bohica is bend over here it comes again <laughs> yep and you can figure out peggy on your own yeah, yeah yeah don't google it on a government laptop there's a lot of things you don't google on government laptops yeah. it blocks you it just won't let you do it at all it says this site is blocked. i can't even google military history <laughs> <laughs> yeah because they don't want you to know military history right uh, yeah it, it it is 
frustrating. It and I, I don't want to get into it on this episode. Right. But we will talk about it in an episode in the near future. I'll just give you a hint. It, it really has to do with realizing what your worth is to an organization. Well, agreed. But what you see as your worth could be completely different than what the command team sees. If my belief is that, hey, I'm worth a dollar and my command team believes that my worth is a fucking coupon, there's a problem. An IOU. Yeah, exactly. Right. There's a problem. Like here the other in September at Drill, there's a a generator that wouldn't, you know, create power. That's what I do Monday through Friday. I make generators create power. So one of the other guys, he's out there and he's like, have you ever seen this before? And I'm like, yep, we're going to do this. And we're going to do this, and then it's going to work. And I can hear the state maintenance officer up inside the um, van body, and he's just kind of listening. And all of a sudden, it takes off, and he's like, hey, we got lights. And I'm like, I told you, Chief, if I didn't do everything around here, nothing would get done around here. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, you're not a little arrogant, are you? And I'm like, Chief, it's not cocky if you back it up. I said, that fucking generator works because of what I did. Not because you're up there listening to me telling him how to do it. The great thing about the guard is that you have a skill set outside of the guard. So you drive, I don't know, in the guard you drive truck. But in the civilian world, you're a generator mechanic or a computer programmer or a electrician or whatever, right? You, we have so many people that have these civilian skill sets to bring in and to make us function. And then when you get people that are like that, that are like, Oh, uh, you're cocky or whatever. It's like, you have lights. You have everything. You, like, seriously? Yep. I get it. Oh, I'm a gift horse and you just bit me. What? Bacon giveth and bacon can taketh. Mm-hmm. I'll just sw- I'll just undo what I just did and you'll never even know. Yeah, I've done it before with with my, my civilian skill sets. It's like, I could probably fix that right now. But... Um, you're a fucking cocksack, so I'm a dumbass. I don't know anything. I'm just an admin guy. Whatever. I are creating NCOER shells. Yeah. That's another topic for another day, too. We need to do a rant episode. Like a, what's angering, or a, I don't know what word for cigar, alliterative word for cigar. Yeah, figure figure out something, but we need to do that. Because it, it, it literally, you have skill sets. Funny, funny story is that yeah. we're we're podcasting and and i i am trying to figure out what the hell i'm going to be for halloween i've already decided this my wife doesn't like it but i am going to go to halloween as a struggling podcaster because i'm i'm very comfortable with it it's it's not even a costume at this point it's the 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 mask i wear every day but i know the readiness nco for our empad i talk to the readiness nco all the time they have two people who have graduated AIT as a military podcaster. And I say, Hey, I want to, I want to be involved. I want to help out. You know, I don't have to be on the mic. Nobody wants to listen to me. I mean, we can tell by the numbers, but still I want to be a part of this. I can help. I can provide insight. That's an MOS now. It is an MOS. Are you fucking kidding me? I shit you not. Military podcaster is an MOS. So career field 46. Okay. This is insane. If, if this is true, would it be a mass communication specialist? Could be. 
I don't know the exact MOS, but I was told that they that they had two people that came back. Their job was to be to to do podcasts. Well, this is just interesting to me because I've never heard of heard of that. So, but I, I guess the point I'm getting at though is that like it, it's funny because when you're at a certain level and this is your MOS, that's that's what your expected job is. And right. sometimes if you have an expertise and people like you, well, then they appreciate that you have that extra expertise. But if they don't like you, then I don't know why you're showing off. Right. They refuse to accept that you have a skill set to make their lives easier. Right. Or they, they'll add some stipulation on there that, well, because of your color vision, you can't do this job that you're really good at. That's the dumbest fucking thing that they've ever done. Like I can't be a mechanic cause I'm red, green, colorblind. Same. Like I have never seen a colored wiring schematic. Nope. I've only fried one car radio and that's because the person that touched it before me jacked shit up. I mean, shit happens. Yeah. The first time I wired up a vehicle I had. So when you would turn the headlights on, they would actually blink. Like, I had somehow wired it into the flasher. That's cool. It was cool. Yeah. I mean, nobody else has that. Nobody else had blinking headlights. Yeah. I'm just tired of it. Like, I, I do me. You know, I do what I do. And uh, I, I try to be content with that. But you can only be shit on or put down for so long before you're like, behold my field. It is barren. But it's where I used to grow my fucks. I have no more to give. I'd just be like, look, I got my 20-year letter. Keep poking the bear. Right. See what happens. Fuck around and find out. Those stickers are going around. It's just weird. And it's. I've been noticing that it's not in, you know, if you think that where you're at and what you're doing is, is bad, like th- this is jacked up, it's not just in your area. I, I mean, we've talked about this. We have, yeah. like, literally, I have called you and been like, what the fuck? This is what's going on, da 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 And you're like, yeah, yeah, dude, it's happening here, too. And you're in a different state. And, like and, and 500 miles away. Yeah, and I talked to uh, Joe Schmuckatelli over here that works in the civilian sector, and he's like, yeah, dude, it's the same way. It's just the way it is across the board I have no idea why it's happening. I don't like it. I don't either. (laughs) But I think it's one of those things where, you know, we have so much going on and we figure out a way to schedule these recordings and produce these episodes. And hopefully when people listen, they pick something up and they understand. But like, it's just a great way to be able to communicate with somebody outside. It's not like you're talking to the guy or gal you're working right next to experiencing the same shit. You're able to talk to people from outside of your organization, from outside of your state, from, you know, military to civilian, this shit's going on everywhere. And I don't understand why. I don't know. That's probably for another day. True. Yeah. We've been going for a little bit now. You think we got enough content to put out an episode that'll appease the crowd? I hope so. Hmm. Or just pease them. Pease? A pease? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. 
right, brother. Well, let's go ahead and finish out this episode, and we'll be back in two weeks, I think. That's the schedule. Sounds about right. Looks like that's another mission completed. A 30-mile check ride in the bag. Hit us up, podcastefm at gmail.com. Or follow Podcast EFM on Instagram. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm Sergeant Bacon. And I'm Sergeant Seagar. As always, eyes forward. March. You know what I've been noticing lately, though? What's that? Everybody is burnt. The burnout. That's what it is. It's the burnout. Oh, 100%. Damn it. We'll give your meal another carrot and another crack of the whip. Emotional damage. Stop rooting, my friend.